concerns. Schedule a review of your financial records today and we'll find solutions that work best for you. Ask about our exclusive fixed price agreement, one annual fee, unlimited phone calls and meetings. Parker Mellinger, 1811 South Sheridan Avenue, Sheridan. The Sheridan Farmers Market is back for another great season at Whitney Commons Park. You'll find local produce, meat, eggs, coffee, baked goods, and outstanding locally crafted items this Thursday and every Thursday from 5 to 7 p.m. through September 14th. See the best our hardworking local producers have to offer at the Sheridan Farmers Market Thursday evenings at Whitney Commons Park. Sponsored in part by Sheridan Media. And remember, please leave your pets at home. Hi, this is Christy Kinghorn with Buffalo Realty, and let's talk about 343 North Main Street, an updated restaurant building with kitchen on the main street of Buffalo, Wyoming. High visibility with inside and outside dining, covered patio for summertime dining, and a large detached garage with two standard garage doors area for storage. The commercial kitchen is with the building. Call me Christy Kinghorn at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. This is Ken here at Prime Rate Motors. We understand everybody's situation is different. Not everyone that comes to Prime Rate Motors is looking for a new vehicle. We also sell and install GR brand flatbed conversions and Krogman bale feeders. Looking for a trailer? We offer a complete line of GR, Wilson, Merritt, flatbeds, stock trailers, even tandem axle enclosed cargo trailers. Stop in. Let's work something out. Here at Prime Rate Motors, the Super Trailer Store, or PrimeRateMotors.com. Are you ready for the fall semester? Drop by Sheridan College's main campus or the Bomber Mountain Civic Center in Buffalo for Walk-In Wednesday on August 9th, 16th, or the 23rd from 3 to 7 p.m. No appointment is necessary. Meet with admissions, financial aid, and academic counselors to plan the next steps of your education. Individual appointments are also available. Visit Sheridan.edu for more information. Register now. Fall classes begin August 28th. Sheridan College, begin your journey. Since 1890, Stiefel's been committed to safeguarding the money of others as if it were our own. That means more than just building a portfolio. It means we are invested in you and your future success. And it means doing what's best for you, not just people like you. Stiefel is one of the oldest firms on Wall Street because we do things the way they should be done. And we've done it that way for over 130 years. Call Jeff, Doug, or PG at Stiefel, 672-3434. Stiefel, Nicholas & Company, Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. I am joined this morning by Wyoming Game and Fish Department Public Information Specialist, Christina Schmidt. Good morning, Christina. Good morning. Now, uh, how's your summer been so far? Too short? Yeah. <laughs> it was only here for a brief time. Uh, I know. Now it feels like fall. It with really this does. Weather. I, yeah, I'm, I'm really rooting for a long, warm fall. Uh, Farmer's Almanac, <laughs> unfortunately, is disagreeing with you. Uh, check that out. Uh, it says that this winter is going to be pretty, pretty rough. It just kind of blows my mind how fast summer came and went. Um, you know, I'm saying that, but the, the next time it hits 80, 90 degrees, I'm going to be complaining about the heat. 
I'll, I'll guarantee oh it. Oh my god, not me. I I love I I love summer. Yeah. Have you managed uh, to get out and enjoy the mountain a little bit? Yeah, yeah, doing some bike riding and and yeah, trying to do some fun stuff for sure. What is it that you you generally like to do uh, in your off time, like recreationally? Bike, gravel, um, gravel bike, gravel yeah. bike. Yep, yeah, gravel. Ron bike. Richter, our reporter over here, I think he goes about every night or every other night. Wow. He's wow. he's really active in that yeah. stuff. How often do you There's find? It's a lot of fun. Oh, gosh. Well, earlier this spring, I was training for a race um, in Kansas that I went and did, which is the biggest gravel race in the country. I oh, think wow. in, in Kansas, it's in. I don't race. I just ride. It was just right. for fun for me. So I did a lot more riding in the spring, getting ready for that. And, and uh, unfortunately, a lot of inside time since the weather wasn't real cooperative <laughs> earlier this yeah. between snow and and rain um no i try to at least a couple times a week two or three times a week hop on my bike sometimes it's a shorter ride sometimes it's longer just depends on on time but yeah it's it's great it's, it's such a great way to get out and exercise and see places i always i always kind of look up to individuals like you who go out and train for these races to do it mainly for yourself you know they've got like those big spartan competitions and things like that i got a bunch of friends that i served with who love doing that kind of stuff it's just never really been for me. Uh, <laughs> well, again, I, it's, it's not a competitive endeavor for me. For me, I just, I just like to ride my bike. So, Switching gears on us, I just want to touch on an incident that occurred recently involving uh, another female black bear that uh, has returned to Sheridan after being relocated. You know, if, if we needed evidence that this is a thing, this year has given us plenty, hasn't it? What, was she the third... Oh, gosh. Um, at least the third. Yeah. So um, folks may remember we, we had one in Sheridan um, earlier this summer who had been uh, trapped and relocated two years, almost to the day, two years prior from Sheridan. So that one was down in the 5th and Val Vista area, um, kind of uh, actually right, right at the bridge on 5th there where it goes over the, the river. and. Um, she was so that was two years ago she was relocated and then came back and was captured um near south park earlier this summer so um yeah uh, they they come back um sometimes you know and that was unfortunate you know two years and we thought you know yeah we problem maybe, solved right maybe never see her again and and here she was two years later and then of course the most recent one folks have heard about is um i believe on july 6th um we had a bear that was getting into trash in the north heights subdivision and she was trapped and relocated um at least 42 miles away so that's air miles so when we look at a map we say okay from point a to point b where she was released is is we can take a string and it's a straight 42 miles but of course we know she would have meandered and come a lot farther than that coming back so uh, and then she was found in the downer edition uh within a couple weeks so it it, yeah, it it just kind of highlights the the difficulty sometimes with with relocating bears. Um, sometimes you, you know it can happen and and be successful, and sometimes it's ten days later they're back. Sometimes it's two years. Sometimes you never see them again. So yeah. it's it's hard. You know the the thing we try to emphasize is. It's, e- it's going to be more successful if they haven't had time to habituate 
to being around people and getting food rewards for being around people. So the longer that that goes on, the more ingrained that behavior is, the more they um, obviously have a very excellent idea of where they can find food. And if they're finding it regularly and reliably, they're going to come back, Yeah, you know? So um, that's why, um, you know, we really encourage people the very first time a bear, if you have a conflict, you know, bear getting into your trash or chicken coop or bird feeders, or whatever, let us know. It's easier for, for us to try to trap and relocate that bear earlier in, in a conflict situation. Um, so yeah, that is our preferred management option if we can do that. So, but we do need the public's help to one, keep everything secured so the bear's not getting into anything. Um, and then two, if something happens, let us know right away. And to euthanize is not a decision made lightly by the game and fish. And that's one thing that I want people to understand. Uh, this isn't something when a bear wanders into town. The decision is just, let's go out and euthanize this bear. Relocation, I mean, there's a program uh, designed to make sure that these animals are cared for, taken to an area where she's going to have a rough time getting back. I mean, it took her two years to get 42 miles. And as you said, she would have had to have, it's not like she knew the straight line. It was a wandering path to get back here. Yeah. Well, one bear came back within within two weeks, that same distance, and the other one, it, it was two years. So we're, we have two different incidents. Um, yeah, uh, came quite a long distance. So, it, And you're right, this is, you know, if you talk to our game wardens and biologists that, that have to respond to these conflict situations and, and end up having to euthanize a bear. It's, it's horrible. It's yeah. a horrible thing to euthanize a healthy animal that is doing what animals what do. What animals do. Um, you know, they, they have found food items and want to keep coming back and keep coming back, you know. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's a very hard thing to do. And everything's looked at on a case-by-case basis. Um, so, again, they're going to look at the history of the bear. You know, have we had a lot of calls? You know, sometimes we might have had, you know, a month of conflicts reported. Sometimes, hey, I think, you know, this bear is just arrived got into to one conflict situation that's a good candidate um so they'll look at the history they'll look at the behavior of the bear how um, used to humans yeah, is really what is gotten its reaction to people when they show up or or what have other people reported the bear doing you know is, is it still afraid of people is it very comfortable being around people um you know if, if they're able to trap it uh they'll look at you know, age and health, you know, is the bear in good physical condition? So there's a lot of different factors that go into it. It's, it's, it's not a, an, an easy, simple thing. There's, like you said, there, there is a protocol. There's decisions being made by folks who respond to these and, and know what they're looking for. And unfortunately, sometimes it's just got to be done. Yeah, yeah, and again, the, we talk about it every year. The public really can help with this. Um, you know, I think people think, you know, oh, if I live in Sheridan, I may not have a bear, but, but man, you know, we've had <laughs> a couple a few, in town yeah. this year, and, and, and it does seem to happen at least every year. A bear does come into Sheridan, and, you know, a lot of times they might be following along uh, a waterway, you know, coming down from the foothills or something, and all of a sudden they're in town. Um, so it is just good practice pretty much 
anywhere in Sheridan County to secure your attractants. Um, garbage is a big one. Keep it inside until the morning you pick up. Bird feeders are a big one. Keep them out of the reach of bears or put in just the tiny amount of bird seed so that the birds will eat it quickly. So if a bear comes along, it's not getting a full feeder of food if it finds yeah. it. You yeah. know, just a small amount. Um, and like we've talked about, uh, people keeping domestic livestock in residential settings, which has become really popular um, in the past few years. You know, backyard beehives, uh, chickens, chickens, ducks, yeah. rabbits, goats, all those things, which is great. Just be aware. That's, that's food an, source. That's an attractant to a bear and, and the associated food, you know, chicken scratch and, and things like that. So, again, just put some thought into how are you going to secure those things. Um, from an interested bear uh, f- for for those kinds of things we recommend highly uh, electric fence yeah yep you can uh, get some assistance with putting up a really effective electric fence and then for all the associated feed just like with your trash keep it inside keep it in a garage or shed or something like that if you need more information on that folks uh, the game and fish has got an excellent page on their website called be bear wise this has videos that can help you teach you how to put up electric fences, how to secure your garbage, and a lot of other great tips to try and uh, learn how to coexist with each other in this area because we are in their area. So uh, let's let's try and prevent this from happening. All right, we're going to switch gears. Um, we have got uh, uh, game, or game and Fish Hunter Education classes being offered. Can you tell me about these? When do they start? Well, we just completed one here in Sheridan, a traditional in-person class, and had a full class. Of course, hunting season is right, right around, around the, corner. the corner, and so we're getting a lot of folks saying, hey, I, I need a class. So, so the traditional one is done. We do have a second opportunity coming up with what we call an internet completion course. So this is um, an alternative to the in-person option. So. And, and this is a really great option for adults. So you take the class, cover all the same materials, topics, but you do it online at your own pace, which is really great. Once you've gone through all the materials, you're able to print out a certificate that says, hey, I've completed my online course. That's the first part. The second part is you come to one of these internet completion courses, which is a half-day course. So much shorter time commitment. Um, It's usually four to five hours, depending on the instructor. And here is where you will come and have uh, some of the practical hands-on stuff, firearm handling skills. So not necessarily live fire, but instructors will do pretty extensive uh, teaching on firearms and handling and safety. And so that's what they're going to look at. So, um, And then they're going to cover just a few more uh, topics, uh, ask folks questions, make sure everyone understood the material that they covered online, and then the test is actually given at that time. So you have to do, if you're going to do the online class, there are those two parts to it not just online you do have to follow up with the internet completion course and we will have one of those uh, September 30th here in Sheridan again a half day it's online right now you can go ahead and sign up Uh, last I looked it was about a third full so there are seats still available so you could go ahead 
sign up, reserve your spot, and then between now and then, get that online portion done, you can find that on our website. Now, Christina, you'll have to excuse me. I'm, I'm not a hunter, but generally you only have to take this course once. Correct. Yes. So uh, it is required. There's a couple exceptions for like law enforcement and military, but for the most part, um, it is required for anyone hunting uh, who was born on or after January 1st, 1966. So that covers uh, pretty much everybody. A, a lot yeah. of folks. Um, so it is required again with a couple exceptions you could look at um, online um, so yeah for the most part it, it it is a required thing you only have to take it once uh, you'll be issued a card saying that you took and passed the course and you do have to pass the course i mean there yeah. is a test um, and um, you know so it it is something you have to study and and learn um but once you have your card that's good for life people do sometimes lose their cards which we'll talk about here in a little bit um and in that case we can get you another one uh but yeah for the most part it's a one-time thing a one-time commitment um to get it done all right now uh, real quick, let's touch on these, and then I've got to take a quick commercial break. Food storage boxes been installed at the Tongue River Canyon. Uh, what are these? These are, we're so pleased to have these. So these are uh, metal boxes that are, are bear proof, bear resistant. So uh, they've been installed at the Tongue River Canyon public access area. So the when you drive into the canyon, there are some campsites at the mouth of the canyon as you go in. And that's where we've installed four boxes. And it's for folks to properly store their attractants while they're camping. So if you're in a camper, you can keep your cooler and your food and yeah, all it's of no that problem inside, then. but um, you know, for folks who are tent camping or actually the day we installed them, it was pretty interesting. I visited with a gentleman who was bike camping. So he was on his bike with all his stuff and of course had nowhere to put any of his items. So um, this is just a great way to allow folks to put any of these attractants in a secure metal container that a bear cannot access so it's not locked but it is uh it has you know an opening gadget that bears cannot get into but people can so we're just really happy to have these uh the forest service has been really proactive in getting a lot of these on uh, the forest in various campgrounds um so we were we were really glad to follow suit these were donated by the american bear foundation out of cody and a volunteer drove them over and then we had uh, local volunteers from bow hunters of wyoming come out and help so it was a volunteer day we got them all installed um it was great it was great um now it's not for trash uh, i don't want folks to get confused and think it's a dumpster. it is not a dumpster it's not a bear proof dumpster we don't actually have any trash services in tongue river canyon that is um a pack it out yourself situation so um if you're camping or day use whatever you're doing in the canyon any trash you take in you do need to take out so this is just for the storage of food not for leaving trash and and we did put signs on those explaining to folks what they are for so okay that's good my wife and i we're tent campers and we keep everything in the car uh, we're lucky enough that the campsite that we usually go to back in star valley park the car right there it, you can just walk to it it's okay, nice and convenient yeah. so we store everything in there literally just just in case 
Well, my folks have a van that they camp out of. And even though they could keep everything inside safely, you know, um, they love these containers because they can get it all out at night and have more room in more their room van. In the, they, yeah. they love these. They say, we take out the cooler, we take out all that stuff, put it in the bear box and get it out in the morning. Just remember, folks, they are not for garbage. All right, I got to take a quick commercial break. It's right around the corner. When we come back, we're going to be talking about hunting season. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM, Sheridan. Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment. Clothing Connections is receiving these funds per random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Is Wyoming Corporate Office your one-stop shop for everything you need for your Wyoming-based business, LLC, or corporation formulation? Yes. Service of process and mail forwarding services? Indeed. Fulfill the legal requirements for small businesses based in Wyoming? Absolutely. Wyoming Corporate Office provides the communication between your business and the state so you don't have to. Learn more by visiting wyomingcorporateoffice.com today. It's your comfort zone, your place to unwind. So why not have it exactly how you want it? That's right. It's time to spruce up your home. Are you thinking about a countertop remodel in your kitchen, bar, or bathroom, or adding a custom stone bar, outdoor fireplace, or hot tub with beautiful stone surrounds? Sheridan Custom Stone is here to make it a reality. Visit Sheridan Custom Stone at 1765 South Sheridan Avenue today to start your dream project. Oh, did you inherit a home that you don't want? Maybe it's run down or in the part of town that you don't like. And dealing with getting it cleaned up and listed is one more thing that you don't need on the plate. Wire Renovation is here to help. No matter the condition or the location, Wire Renovation will take a look and make you a cash offer with minimal bank involvement. WireRenovation.com bringing the properties back to life. Mandy Koltiska from Century 21 BHJ Realty brings you this pet of the week from the dog and cat shelter. Pickles isn't too fond of fetch, but this terrier mix enjoys puzzle toys, tug of war, and stuffies. This beautiful girl is a wonderful dog filled with joy enough to share with you. Fonzie's a handsome rabbit full of wit and confidence. Fonzie is fun, sassy, and very smart. So if you want to know just how fun life can be, come and meet Fonzie today. It's a customer appreciation event this week at Shipton's Big R. Join Sheridan Media Live as we broadcast Saturday from 11 to 2. Enjoy free brats and a soft drink and register to win big prizes like a Lincoln Welder, a $500 shopping spree, a Masima 125cc Jeep, a Kodiak 57 rifle case, and a lot more. $25 gift cards will be given away every day. Stop in and join us Saturday from 11 to 2 for the customer appreciation event at Shipton's Big R. 2049 Sugarland Drive in Sheridan. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. 
My guest this morning is Wyoming Game and Fish Department Public Information Specialist Christina Schmidt. I have friends walking the hills right now, working out, waking up early in the morning, and they're all doing this endurance training. They do this year-round for one reason, hunting season. Uh, I got a kid. He goes to these competitions, uh, you know, because he's a bow hunter. And uh, he goes and he competes on all these things all just for this year, for this one time period. All right. What do we need to do to be prepped for our season this year? Well, gosh, uh, yeah, some of the early archery seasons actually open August 15th. That's so, literally I mean, right around the corner. Yeah, it, it's coming. So, yeah, it, it, it's here. Um, so, yeah, a few things you can do, um, you know, even if your season doesn't start till later, there, you know, there's a few things you should do now. Um, one, the hunter education we were talking about, make sure you have your card and can find it. You know, um, you are required to provide proof of it in the field if a game warden checks you um, you know they'll ask for your hunter safety card make sure that you've taken and passed it so like i mentioned a little bit earlier if you took it in wyoming and you can't find it go to our website click education under all the hunter education stuff uh, there is a i lost my card button and you can look it up and, and request a new card so um, definitely can take care of it that way if you took it in another state um, and, and we get this question a lot it is valid here we do recognize other states just like they recognize ours again you still need to have it with you so if you took it for example in montana or colorado or somewhere reach out to them they should have records of your class and be able to give you a, a, a duplicate card so make sure you have that uh, conservation stamp you know a couple years ago instead of a, a calendar year the conservation stamp switched to a 365 day so if you purchase it in april it expires the next april you know it used to be good for the whole year so people would come in at the beginning of january get their conservation stamp it was good for fishing and hunting for the whole year um now you have to look um, you, you got to know the, when you purchased when it. you purchased it so and that will be printed on your license so if you purchased a fishing license in april and got your conservation stamp all of that should be printed on there and if you were to go purchase a general deer license it should print on there as well saying how how long it's valid so double check that you know it, it's still new enough you know we're a couple years in it's still new enough some folks forget to to double check that and and you know find out later that it's expired so um yeah definitely check that start studying maps um for for areas you want to go public access you can go to our website and and look at you know access opportunities um you know, the one thing we caution folks is make sure, um, you know, because we are in an area that has, you know, predominantly private land, um, you know, you cannot access public land unless a public road goes to it or touches it. So you can't cross private property to access public land. Um, so that does require a little bit of study and, and being aware of, of roads and property lines and all of that. So that's a good thing to start now. Uh, leftover licenses we're getting a lot of questions about that uh, folks want to pick up um, you know one out of the that were left over after the, the leftover the two pile, draws. Right? Uh, and I think we mentioned this last month there are some be cautious read through and see some of them depending on the area are limited to private land only or they might be in one of these areas I was mentioning that uh, 
would be hard to find public access to. So just, you know, do some research on the hunt area, the license type, what restrictions are, are come with that license. Um, you know, just, just do all that beforehand before you purchase the license uh, to make sure you have somewhere to go uh, before you get that in hand. Now, some regulations have changed over the past year, uh, even with some areas in the state having reduced quotas due to the rough winter. We did not have to reduce quotas around here, did we? We did. We did. Okay. We did some, um, you know, particularly for pronghorn, and that was um, mostly over in the Gillette area. Um, and, you know, I, I know folks, there was a lot of media attention with the winter weather conditions this past year. And, of course, we had a good winter for sure. Uh, you know, it was pretty substantial. But um, what we were dealing with locally, ironically, was prior couple years of drought um, we had a disease outbreak a couple disease outbreaks um, in different areas uh, and those are the factors that our local biologists look like looked at uh, when they reduced some quotas in some areas not all um, but in in certain areas um, you know we had an outbreak of uh, epizootic hemorrhagic disease or blue tongue in some areas um, a couple years ago there was a mycoplasma bovis um, in pronghorn over by Gillette so just some of these factors looking at um, over the past few years uh, they did reduce some so um, and they felt uh, by the time they made those decisions that those reductions would account for also the you know the you know harder than usual winter we had this year so um, yeah a few reductions definitely check out the regulations because like you said not only are there sometimes fewer licenses but season dates might change they um, shift don't yeah, they? yeah they do um, they can change every year you know I think people get in the habit of thinking oh it always opens on this date and always opens on this date in my hunt area but um, changes can and do happen annually um, and I do know um, that there are a couple at least deer seasons in our area um, that have season date changes so um, get online or come to the office pick up the regulation packet double check all of that before you go out because there might be changes yeah you never know you never right? know and yeah. you don't want to be caught unaware about a chance or about a change like that now uh, can you give a brief explanation of access yes uh, this is uh, a program that you guys have it could help some individuals with things like those leftover licenses correct so um there are kind of three big components. I guess there's the walk-in hunting that folks are aware of. So this is where we have worked with private landowners to allow folks to walk in. So you don't need to seek permission. You don't need a permission slip. Um, you're able to walk in to selected areas on private property and hunt those areas. Um, Hunter management areas, a little different, also still usually public land or intermixed public and private. Uh, those do require permission slips. Um, you can apply for those online. And the thing to remember with walk-in areas and hunter management areas is you need to read each specific site and what the rules are. Um, just because it's open does not mean it's open for everything and it yeah. may have specific dates so the landowner 
um, and our access yes coordinator work together and the landowner decides you know hey I'm, I'm going to allow deer hunting but not elk hunting or pronghorn hunting but not deer hunting so make sure you read each individual property and see what is allowed make sure that your license is is usable there um, and double check the dates and any other rules you know there may be specific rules on where to park or you know you, you can park here and walk in here or or whatever um, each one is going to be specific and that's the same with the hunter management areas too uh, we have a great interactive map you go to our website and click on that green public access tab and you'll be able to click on all of these statewide you can zoom in read all the specific rules um, one final feature is the landowner assistance program um, so that is where landowners who are trying to reach specific harvest goals like you know hey i would like you know, some deer X hunters of deer. Or, yeah. or whatnot, they can actually go in um, on the webpage, put their name, the hunt area they're in, a contact email address or phone number, whatever they choose. You can check that, contact that person, see if it works out for you to go hunt there. Uh, and that is dynamic um, and it can change. So um, when they have reached their their goals, they might remove their name and then it doesn't show up anymore. So, um, or as it gets through the season, maybe, you know, they had had some hunters planning on coming, they don't come, then they can take more and, and put, put their name on there. So it, it does change. Again, that's something to check, um, you know, fairly regularly through the season. Get to know your area. Get to know your, your regulations. Make sure that things haven't changed on you. And uh, have a great hunt season. Christine, I want to thank you so much for coming in and speaking with me this morning. It's always a pleasure, my friend. Yes, thank you for having me. All right, when we come back, we're going to speak with Carla Creighton from the Foster Parent Exchange about the Sod Farm Festival. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Shared. Are you tired of dealing with complicated bank switches? At First Federal Bank & Trust, we understand that where you bank matters and switching to the right bank should be a breeze. Introducing ClickSwitch, your ultimate solution to hassle-free direct deposit transfers. With ClickSwitch, we automatically move your recurring direct deposits from your old account to your new account. It's simple, safe, and takes just minutes. When you bank with First Federal, you're not just a customer, you're a valued member of the community. We take pride in living and working right alongside you, contributing to the growth of our local economy. First Federal Bank & Trust, member FDIC. Amanda from the Firewater Smokehouse Grill is back, but now she's at the Eagle's Nest at the Bighorn Mountain Eagles. They're open to the public for lunch Tuesday through Saturday from 11 until 2. Enjoy your favorites like homemade chicken fried steak and mashed potatoes, the pork tenderloin sandwich, the chicken salad sandwich, and of course burgers and fries too. The Eagle's Nest at the Bighorn Mountain Eagles is on the south end of town, 1760 Commercial Avenue, and it's smoke-free and open to the public during lunch. Amanda's back in the kitchen. Kendrick's Bar and Grill at the Kendrick Golf Course is more than just a pretty place. Enjoy our incredible pub menu seven days a week from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. We can cater your lunch party for business or pleasure. Enjoy the best burgers and sandwiches in town. Come in every Sunday starting at 7 a.m. till noon and enjoy a scenic, delicious brunch complete with spiked mimosas and our famous House Bloody Marys. And every Friday for the best fish fry in the state. Remember, dollar off dress for happy hour Monday through Friday, 5 to 7 p.m., where you can try our specialty cocktail, the, the Transfusion. Transfusion. Kendrick's Bar and Grill. More than just a pretty place. 
Buckle up, road travelers. August is here, and it's time to hit the road. And where does that road start? Wearing Sheridan Chevrolet, the ultimate destination in finding a vehicle right for you. Their pre-owned inventory continues to expand, bringing you the best selection of quality vehicles. But you better act fast because these vehicles go off the lot as quickly as they go on. August is the month to hit the road, and the road starts at Waring Sheridan Chevrolet. Experience the wearing way of vehicle buying at 107 East Alger. At Shipton's Big R, our 12th annual customer appreciation event is all about you, our valued customer. It's three big days this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Stop by any of our Shipton's Big R locations and register to win big prizes, including a $500 shopping spree, a 125cc Jeep valued at $3,000, a Kodiak safe that holds 57 rifles. It's a $1,000 value. Ten rolls of premium barbed wire would normally cost you $1,000. A pallet of premium wood pellets worth $300. A Lincoln welder, a $400 value. Other giveaways include Dan Post boots, bags of horse feed, Vortex binoculars, cinch jeans, and lots more to be given away. You can even win $25 gift cards daily. Enjoy free brats, chips, and soft drinks on Saturday. You'll also find huge savings on DeWalt tools during our 12th annual customer appreciation event at Shipton's Big R. Branded with quality, Shipton's Big R. On Sugarland Drive in Sheridan. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. For my next guest, I am joined by the co-founder of the Foster Parent Exchange, Carla Creighton. Good morning, Carla. Good morning, Floyd. How you been? Great, thank you. How are things out at the Foster Parent Exchange? You know, we've been pretty busy. There's a lot of new kids going into care, unfortunately. Um, but on another note, we have a lot of kids getting reunified, so that's a good thing, too. Yeah. Um, definitely in need of more foster parents. All the still. time. Yeah. All the time. Is, is the shortage pretty drastic? It is pretty drastic because there's a lot of sibling groups and a lot of times people adopt kiddos yeah. and then they decide they're not going to foster anymore. Yeah. And so uh, the good ones become gone. You know. They, they basically look at the kids and they're like, okay, I want to keep you. But then that takes them out of the running as a foster parent. Not all the time, but sometimes they just decide, okay, we, we were able to have the privilege to adopt this one, but we're finished now. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it's a good thing that they've got that, but it's a bad thing that they're out of uh, the foster parent program. Uh, folks, if you got kindness in your heart out there, and I know there's so many individuals out there, foster parenting is uh, greatly needed in this area. I think I saw a report over in Johnson County that basically said the same thing. They're very short over there. Oh, yes. Uh, it's, it's, it's a tough situation. Now, uh, this year... You will be one of the beneficiaries of the Sod Farm Festival. Carla, what is the Sod Farm Festival? Well, the Sod Farm Festival was started back in 2016 by Tab Barker, and it benefited uh, Project Schoolhouse in Nicaragua. And it was held at his mother's backyard, which was a sod farm. And it last year... Uh, they they made a decision that they were going to benefit Project Schoolhouse and one local charity. And then this year, Tab Barker, uh, his mother had sold the sod farm last year. And so it's now called Greenside Up Sod Farm. Yeah. And different location. 
and Active Good, which is a local nonprofit, uh, has has spoken with Tab, and their Active Good is now in charge of the sod farm. They are they're really committed to keeping all the funds local. Oh, fantastic! And all local musicians as well. Oh, that's great. Now, uh, when is this year's Sod Farm Festival going to be held? It's very exciting. It's coming soon. It is Saturday, August the 19th. Oh, this is very soon. All right. Yes. Now, uh, when does it start? Gates open at 2 p.m. Show starts at 3. But you want to get there early to get a good seat, bring your blankets, bring your chairs, visit the vendors. And how many vendors are we going to have out well, there? Well, we'll have some food vendors. We've got Luminous out there. We've got Stoked Wood Fire Pizza. We've got Beano's. And then the Sheridan High School Marching Band is the other beneficiary this year. Um, they're going to do a performance at the 2023 Holiday Bowl in San Diego. So the other part of the funds this year are benefiting them. Oh, fantastic. And so they'll have a booth out there as well as us. And we both have raffles going on as well. And you can make a donation at the booth. Um, the high school have a 50-50 raffle. And we're raffling off a whole chest full of tools donated by by local businesses. You know, one thing I do want to say is our local breweries, uh, whenever I talk about a nonprofit gathering, an event, the breweries, one or the other seems to be involved. And so I just want to send out a thank you to uh, the individuals in charge of that because, boy, they are just as involved with some of these things as the organizations themselves. So uh, that's, it's great to see, it's great to hear. Who will we be watching this year? Well, it's all local musicians. There are some great ones. I've looked at the list. Um, but Dave Kraft and the Kraft Brothers uh, will be there. And Hot Gaspacho. And um, Terry Garrison will be there. Tab Barker is also going to make a cameo and, and play his magical saxophone. So that'll be pretty amazing as well. He's going to come pay a visit to Greenside Up. <laughs> now, um, where is the where is Greenside up? It's Twelve Bluegrass Drive. So <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a great street right there. I know, right? <clears throat> it, Excuse me. It just fits perfect. It's actually out Goose Creek, about seven miles, and there'll be signs directing people where to park and that type of thing right out on Goose Creek. Okay, fantastic. And now, is this a ticketed event, or can I just show up? It is a ticketed event. However, you can get tickets at the door as well. Less expensive if you buy them in advance. And you can buy them online at sodfarmfest.org or Alpha Graphics. They have tickets available as well. Also at Craft Brothers Music. Okay, fantastic. And, and we will also have them on sale out in front of the Wyo on third Thursday if people want to buy them. They're $25 in advance. Kids 12 and under are free. And we're just, we're so excited about this. But I, I will be out there on third Thursday as well. And we'll have our, our tools for cool raffle because we, we've, tools are cool raffle. We've got that started already. So. Oh, fantastic. Um, we'll have that out there too. But, and then if you come on the day of, it's, it's $30. You can pay it at the gate. And, You'll see me there, too. I've been doing tickets for this for quite a long time. My husband and I will run the gate this year. So Now, that's August 19th, beginning at 2 p.m., folks, out there at the Greenside Farm. Uh, Greenside Green. Up uh -huh. Farm. 
uh, 12 Bluegrass Drive. You can go out there. You can watch some fantastic music. You can uh, and be helping great causes at the same time. This is a family festival, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, this is a family event. Uh, the more, the merrier. And I heard that this festival keeps getting bigger every year. It does, and the talent keeps getting more incredible every yeah. year too. I mean, I was I was in tears at some of the performances last year. They were just beautiful. Now I'm I'm gonna shift gears on you. Okay. Because I would like to know, um, for those who don't know what the Foster Parent Exchange is, can you give a brief explanation of what your organization does? Sure. We provide supplies for children when they enter foster care. Weeks worth of clothes, socks, pajamas, underwear, hygiene kit, and toys, um, as well as we provide ongoing assistance for the foster families and things like scholarships. Sometimes we buy bicycles, we're able to um, pay for a camp, stuff like that for kiddos that are in foster care. We also work with the girls' school and the youth home as well. Because a lot of times these kids are coming out of situations where they have nothing. And, and then they're kind of thrown into the system. And they arrive at a foster house. And the foster parent may not be may not have the tools uh, available right then and there. All they got to do, take the kid, head on down the foster parent exchange, and you can help us out. Well, usually even before that, the DFS worker has usually contacted us and let us know what they need, and usually we deliver it right to the foster house. Oh, that's great. Uh, now, um, <clears throat> when it comes to operating this thing, where do you get the majority of, uh, like, the clothes, the hygiene kits, the... It's all our local community. And the, the thing we can use most is monthly donations. Someone who says, I'll give $5 a month to help with this. Those are the things that are, are the most helpful because sometimes there's things we need to go buy that we don't keep on hand. Right. You know, baby monitors and things like that that we don't keep in stock all of the time. Yeah, I guess, you know, sitting here thinking about it. Babies are included on that list, aren't they? Oh, yes. <clears throat> in a, a lot of different situations. Uh, you know, I tend to think about like, I don't know, 9 to 10 years old or, or somewhere around there. But unfortunately, uh, they come from 0 to 18. Yes, they do. And, and we need supplies for that. And everybody who's ever had a baby knows that's a lot of supplies. Indeed. Uh, babies are, are, are very expensive to take care of. And so I want to thank everyone out there who has stepped up to do that. Uh, you are really doing uh, great work. If someone wanted to make a donation, what do I need to do, Carla, to do it? Um, you can come see us at our office. You can go online. We take Venmo. You name it. <laughs> Where is your office at? 19 East 7th Street. 19 East 7th Street. Uh -huh. <clears throat> now, you'll have to excuse me. I, I'm frogging my throat or something. Now, uh, can they make any kind of donation having to do with, like, clothes and stuff like that? Material? Absolutely. We just ask that they give our office a call at 307-461-9113 before they come down to make sure somebody's there. Sometimes we're out dropping things off for families and picking things up for families. So. How many How many you have on staff now? Uh, there are three of us, including three of me. You. Okay. Yes. Now, uh, can this be like clothes that Junior has grown out of? 
so like secondhand stuff, am I allowed to drop that kind of stuff off? Yes, absolutely. If if we, we prefer that you launder them first because we don't have laundry facilities and we prefer that they be, you know, free of rips, stains, serviceable. Tears, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what about any kind of furniture or toy type of thing? Um, not at the moment with the with the toys furniture i always ask that you just give me a call because sometimes we have reunifying parents that are getting their kiddos back and they can use furniture and we help with that sometimes as need well. a little lift up yeah i totally yes. get that and and when it comes to the toys towards christmas we'll have a christmas store this year so okay and that i would love to get you back in here for and we can talk about that because i would like to get as many toys in there as possible for those kids uh a lot of times, you know, rough situations these kids are coming out of. Uh, and some of them may not have even experienced a full-fledged Christmas in their lives, for all that we know. So we want to make sure that they're taken care of. Let's go over this one more time. Carla, when and where is the Sod Farm Festival going to be held? Okay, Sod Farm Festival, Saturday, August 19th, 2023. Gates open at 2, show starts at 3, and it's from 3 to 9.30 p.m. There's acts constantly throughout the entire day, and it's going to be at the Green Side Up Sod Farm. Thank you to Aaron Weiss, who now owns that, uh, at and it's at 12 Bluegrass Drive. You can get tickets uh, online. Uh, what was the website? Uh, sodfarmfest.org and those are $25 before the show $30 at the door yes kids 12 and under are going to be free there's going to be plenty of vendors out there there's going to be plenty of acts out there this is a family event folks and you're going to be helping a lot of people out Carla thank you so much for coming in this morning Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. Also, quick reminder, bring your chairs and your blankets. That's right. You're going to need something to sit on. It's sod out there. All right. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment. Clothing Connections is receiving these funds per random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Attention power customers, Montana Dakota Utilities will have a planned power outage to safely upgrade equipment on Wednesday, August 19th at 11 p.m. through 5 a.m. Thursday for the Story Banner area, including Mead Creek Road, Pompey Creek Road, Upper Prairie Dog Road, Piney Creek Road, Wagon Box Road, and south of Mead Creek Road to Murphy Gulch Road. Montana Dakota recommends backup or shutdown computers and electronics and apologizes for any inconvenience. See more at Montana-Dakota.com. 
Fresh Palisade peaches and pears from the Sheridan Sundowners Lions Club can be ordered at Third Thursdays in Sheridan or by contacting the club at SheridanSundowners1 at gmail.com. 20-pound lugs are $40 for peaches and $30 for pears with arrival in early September. Proceeds from orders help fund vision screenings, eye exams, glasses, and even operations for youth and needy residents in Sheridan County. Also join the club for the main event Gravel Grinder, a fundraiser bike ride with 25, 50, and 80-mile lengths to choose from. For more information, visit maineventgravel.com. I'm here today with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. It is still really hot out there. Yeah, it's air conditioning season. <laughs> You're right about that. And having working AC in your car will make your summer so much more enjoyable. So for the month of August, Sheridan Honda will recharge your AC and replace your cabin air filter for only $129.99. Wow, what a great deal. And remember, Tommy, our skilled technicians can work on any year and any make and model. Get cooled off this summer at Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Right now, all living room upholstery is on sale at Moss Holders Design Center. Choose from a wide range of sectionals, sofas, and love seats. Receive even larger savings on all in-stock accent chairs and ottomans. Find your favorite sofa in stock or customize your piece in the leather or fabric that best suits your lifestyle. Moss Holders Living Room Sale even includes all reclining furniture for the living room. So if you've been considering updating your sitting room, TV room, or living room, now's the perfect time. That's Moss Holders Living Room Upholstery Sale going on now. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. Delicious McDonald's deals are now more fun, more accessible, and better than ever through the McDonald's mobile app. The app is now the only place you can earn My McDonald's reward points on every McDelivery order. Plus, you can get those free McDonald's rewards you earn delivered, too. Just order, relax, and enjoy. McDonald's will bring your faves to you. Just go to the Google Play or Apple App Store and download the new McDonald's mobile app and start saving. Download it now. McDonald's, Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. Hey, Sheridan, it's Laura with your Main Street Project update. You know the drill, when one block opens, one must close. Which means Dowda Mandel is open and Grinnell to Brundage is now closed. So keep an eye out for new detours. Grinnell Plaza parking has been temporarily restriped to better accommodate traffic accessing that block. Space to turn around will be available at the Main Street intersection. The sidewalks are open and businesses are accessible. But keep in mind as the project progresses and we upgrade the intersections to meet ADA requirements, it will be necessary to temporarily close portions of the sidewalk to allow for the concrete to cure. Watch for pedestrian detours. Questions, comments, or concerns? Give me a call, 674-2356. Thank you for your patience and understanding. KROE, Sheridan, broadcasting from the...